Yes, sir. All right. Thank Super you. Thank Sunday. You. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday bonus show, one o'clock Eastern time action. You know, and and wait. So you got what, what kind of claw was that? Max, you got there? Uh, a cranberry. I've never had it. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Oh, so it's a Bud Light one. All I know is you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> That's right. I love that. That's absolutely right. I, I want to take that method today as Packers fan, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to put a brave face, Bobby. I'm going to, do it. I'm going to put a brave face on Bobby. All right. So uh, we got Super Bowl edition, uh, LeVon, all sorts of doubles. But, you know, let's just jump right into the game, right? So uh, Super Bowl 55, Bucks, Chiefs. Um, you know, I guess I'll just kind of throw this out to both of you just on the, on the – let's just do something generic. By the way, it's snowing out. It's pretty cool on the, in the Northeast. Um, yeah, you can hear, like, the snow plow in the background. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like basically dragging away my hopes and dreams. I'm like, you can just hear it just deteriorating. But um, let me ask you this. So with COVID and, and just everything, you know, just even in general, with, like, the new playoff structure with seven teams, everything just being a little different than just last year's playoffs in general. I feel like so much has changed, and even just the football world since the 49ers and Chiefs played last Super Bowl. Like, what do you, what, like, how what's your general vibe? I guess, Max, I'll start with you, because you were saying you're pretty hyped up for this, you know, because this is the most you've been hyped up since the Eagles played. Yeah, I'd probably say so. I think a lot of the times, I think when the Rams played the Patriots, it was kind of one of those weird games. I don't really get hyped up to watch Jared Goff. I don't know about you, but I don't know. I feel, I'm, I, I have a weird love for the Chiefs in a way. I think they have a very fun way of playing football, especially from the offensive side of the ball. So I'm looking forward to that. And then you can hate Brady all you want, but he always finds a way to get there no matter where he is. So, I mean, you, you can't, you can't hate that. You got to appreciate that. So I think that, that adds a little to it. I think there's been a lot of talk of that Brady wins. Is there a chance Mahomes even be able to catch him? If he, if he does keep this path of extended Super Bowl runs, but um, I don't. I don't really see that happening. I think Mahomes takes care of business again. I don't think even that Bucks defense can slow that offense down. So, yeah. And from my perspective too, it's kind of the same deal. Like you mentioned, uh, there's that Rams Patriots matchup that should have been a really good one, but it was kind of just a snooze fest because it was just a bunch of nothing going on. But for the most part, just you know, you got the storylines. You got Brady going for his seventh ring. Usually, uh, those Patriots games, those Super Bowl games are really entertaining one way or another. And then you got the Chiefs trying to do what honestly hasn't been done in quite a while since the Patriots last did it in the early 2000s, trying to repeat as a back-to-back champion. So there's definitely a lot of interesting storylines uh, to look forward to. And then uh, just everything else that comes with the Super Bowl, obviously the commercials, halftime show if you're into it. So I'm definitely I'm pumped for it. I kind of want five hours to fly by so we get here already. I'm I feel that there. And so we got Uncle Ricky. We got Trust in the chat rolling here early. I love this. What's up, Trust? What's up, Uncle Ricky? Um, all right, so Uncle Ricky's got the Chiefs already in this one. Trust, what are you feeling in this in the chat? Um, you know, let me ask you this as we, as we kind of – I want the picks from the crowd today. We need the general mess because, like, I'll say this about the game. If there's anything that's like – it's almost like if you're violently hungover, it's like, Kieran, just drink this. It's a 16% beer. It's going to make you feel better. Just get it down. Like, you're somehow going to feel fine after it. What that would be for this game for me is as Patrick. It's like no kidding. Um, but no, I, I I would look at like this game could go so many ways, right? Like Tampa Bay, you could be like, let's just say they roll, right? Everyone would be like, well, they were the Road Warriors. They're the hottest team. They beat the Saints. They beat the Packers. They got Tom Brady. Like he's won a seventh ring and you know ten tries. Like of course they won, right? On the flip side, the Chiefs won. You're like, of course they won. They had Patrick Mahomes, back to back champs. They're the new dynasty. They might even be the new Patriots, which is. Literally, I can almost like look out the window and see clickbait growing on the trees. Um, but right, like it's you, you have that narrative waiting in the wind. So it's it's interesting in that regard that one of those is going to fly. 
Right, and it's amazing because even not to make it personal again, but it's like it's amazing even how look at the Packers for example. Like everyone's talking about like how it's so cool Aaron Rodgers found his Zen and, and everything's great. The Packers it's great. And then that's like Mike Pitt, Mike Pettin already got fired. They let go of the special teams corner. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting traded to the Rams. Like it's amazing how fall how quickly I should say you can fall from grace. So it's am- I'm kind of curious to see like how this game goes, but it's two very high peak like narratives, and it's like where does it end up? Yeah, I think kind of from the offensive side of it, I know you and I have talked about the year with the Packers. It was kind of like, is that defense for real? Is it not? And, like, you knew the offense was going to score points, but could they slow down an offense like Brady or Mahomes? And we were kind of waiting on it, kind of hoping it wouldn't happen for your sake. But I think you see that and the points, and I'm not saying that the Packers are any any joke offensively, but, I mean, comparing anybody to that Chiefs offense is just not even fair at that point. And I just don't know if – Brady can score with Mahomes. I just don't know if it's possible. And I think, uh, Grant, I think the Bucks defense is, is a solid defense. I don't think they're as solid as people make them out to be. I think they have some flaws, but I, I think we'll see. I just don't – I don't think anyone can score with them. I just don't. Yeah, it's it's certainly going to – I almost kind of feel like it's a – I mean, obviously the Chiefs being in the game for the second year in a row, but it's almost like a redo or a redo, whatever the uh, phrase is, with uh, last year's game because uh, obviously the Chiefs are very similar to how they were last year and then Tampa has a little bit more of a different flavor but they are kind of that very San Fran vibe um, much like they San Francisco the 49ers were last year um, so you know I, I don't I think I could speak for all of us saying that we, we're not really expecting a Rams Patriots game where it's just gonna be low scoring nothing's really going to be happening here if anything um, I'll be taking the over as my prop bet, but uh, it, it will be interesting. Everyone yeah. seems to be so horned up for that. Like, and, and I kind of, like, I'm like with it. I'm like, yeah, go on. And we can we'll obviously dive in all the betting stuff. And, the, and, you know, even if you're doing daily fantasy and stuff, like later on, we'll do like an autopsy of the whole betting lines. But, but yeah, like off the top, Joe, like, why, why do you like that? Because isn't it supposed to rain today and stuff? That's a good point. I didn't really factor in the weather and whatnot, but I kind of, I don't know. It's just, when it comes to offense, or, I mean, to that point, if it is going to be raining, maybe we're going to see more pass interference plays to get teams down the field. I also oh, yeah. think, personally, I'm, I'm with Joe on the way and bringing up the weather because I think it is supposed to rain there, same, but I think people don't understand how much rain affects a defense, too. I mean, you got yeah. you have to cut. Listen, like, a, plays, a player like Kelsey and stuff where you're kind of floating in the middle and stuff's not as bad, but imagine trying to cover Tyree Kill in the wa- sitting in water. I mean, like, they have players. You have Watkins, you have Hardman, you have players all over the field that should just burn you in a second. So, I mean, I'll, I'll trust Mahomes. I mean, he'll, he'll extend plays. He'll get outside the pocket. I don't think that injury will hurt him at all. It didn't seem like it bothered him at all the week before. And I think it's, it's going to be – it's just hard. It's just hard to, to cover all of them. It's just there's so many options at so many times. And then – you can go pick your choice of Edwards, Hilaire, Bell, Williams. It doesn't matter. It's just it's endless options. So that it's funny because I have a little like in my prop twist. I think Edwards Hilaire is going to have. He started the season with a bang. I think he's going to end the season with a bang. That's like my little. You know, it's coming full circle, Andrew. I just I have a weird feeling like, especially after watching last week, I feel like Reed's just kind of sticking with Williams. I think he's he's seen him in big games. I mean, a lot of people thought he should have been the MVP last year in the Super Bowl. Um, for my sake, I was happy he wasn't for some money reasoning, but um, I, I don't know. I think I think Andy Reid's one of those guys that's going to stick to his gun, stick to him. I think you're going to see Williams a majority of the time today. Well, and, and let me add to that whole point you were saying, like it's hard to play de- – like it's everyone always talks about it's hard to score points in the rain. Right. Like you're talking about the defense being – it's the same, you know, right. battlefield for them too. And let me add to that because I feel like – right, isn't Tampa Bay like, – 
they lift to me the, the two biggest things I thought of was Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are both older quarterbacks. And I'm not saying like that they can't move or whatever, right? But the reality is they, neither one of them really had a whole lot of time. First of all, I mean, I can't say I can't speak for the Saints offensive line. I know the Packers pretty much their offensive line as a unit graded their worst performance against the box. And, right. and that's true to the box for playing well. Yeah. So to me, but here's the thing that I look at the Chiefs and I think they have a little bit of a leg up on those two offenses. Because right, it's almost like cars. Right, like you can compare, like there's multiple sixty thousand dollar cars, but like they all do different things well, right? So, and I think what the Chiefs do well is they can move. They have a lot of different. Like you have to think and move a lot of. A lot they of got a things. car for every weather. They got the Ferrari in Hill for the sunny day. They got the Kelsey where it's rain, sleet, or snow. They got a check down. They can run the ball. It's just so many options where exactly. I just don't find that a, a factor. And I, I think Brady will be able to score. I think he keeps it close because he is Brady, and I mean they got plenty of weapons over there too. And I don't think they have as many, and I don't think Brady's at the level Mahomes is at at this point in career. I think we can all agree on that. I just, I just don't see anybody being able to keep up with Mahomes. I just and, don't. And because the thing is, right, Joe, the, the Bucks defense is all about speed. And I'll even slip my wrist here for a second as a Packers fan. Like, I got to change the date here. Look at this. Oh my! I, you know, it's funny. I'm doing the production. I'm thinking like, oh, I did so good today. It's like, all right, let's let's clean that up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no. But here's the thing with, about the Packers. I've always looked at them this year, and what I thought was one of the reasons why they could win the Super Bowl was they were, I like, you know, establish the run. Your pass is going to be exactly what the run looks like, and that makes it really hard if Rodgers starts having time because you don't really know how you can really attack that. And it, it's, it's predicated on your offensive line dominating. They didn't do that. The Chiefs' offense, on the other hand, they can, they, they can adapt. They're almost like an iguana where they can throw different shades of colors on, like, like you were saying, Zach, there or jeez, uh, I'm thinking of Zach here for a second, Max. Max, you just nailed it. Like they are really a jeep. Like they have the all terrain where they can get out in any type of thing and work. And I think that's why I have a feeling the Bucks have, are going to have a hard time stopping them. And why the over my hits back to back to your overall overall point. Yeah, yeah, and and to go off of you know even more on the Chiefs, maybe if Tyreek Hill somehow is contained, if they double cover, if they have the safety over the top. Uh, and then obviously there's Travis Kelsey if they try and zone in on him. There are other guys on this offense like like Williams or maybe even Miko Hardman. Like you have to respect his speed too. They can give him a jet, jet sweep and he can burn you for 80 yards down the field. So with especially with Andy Reid as your head coach, he can get so many people involved and he can get so creative that that offense can be extremely dangerous, especially for a game like the Super Bowl where he can just kind of go all out just, and just say, just hey, here's everything I can do. Joe's just spot on with the fact, like, if you want to play like the Bills and you want to try to take away the deep ball, fine. Then I'll check down to Kelsey, who's going to catch it for 10 yards and get five after at least. I mean, he's a bulldozer. And then later in the game, they get out of that zone and try to play man, and, and Tyreek Hill has 80 yards and a quarter. So, I mean, you can try your best to slow it down, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's only so much you can do. And we haven't even talked about Le'Veon Bell. He hasn't even come up. Like that's like it's like oh my goodness. It's endless. <laughs> it's endless options. You can you can close your eyes and pick, and you're fine. It doesn't matter. Like he's saying, like Joe saying, Hardman. Hardman's a if not an. I'm I wouldn't say he's a top number one, but he's close to number one wide receiver on some teams, and he's definitely a top number two. And he's their fourth or fifth best option. It's just crazy to me. It really it's it's almost laughable. It's like not and, fair. And not to forget, there's still Sammy Watkins. I mean, assuming he's, right. he's good it's to play, like yeah, Sammy Watkins I, can come in there and kill you. I saw, I saw a report today that he, I think he's going to play. So yeah. Hmm. Now, what about their offensive line though? Because yeah, that is the that's one the talk. thing. Now, that's the talk. it's it's the seesaw, right? Of like the Chiefs can play fast. They can play spread like slingshot ball, and I would say Andy Reid's one of the kings of at least making that like 
sideways passing game kind of look like with screens and et cetera, sideways passes, like and, and just gadgetry. Like like he does that pretty well. But if you don't have a line, I don't know how like it, it's right, like that's that's a, how much I mean because right, everyone's like, well, it's Andy Reid. It's like, look, it's still, like, your offensive line is like the transmission in your car. Like, if you don't have that, you don't have anything. So you guys yeah, I mean, there. so <laughs> the, the way I look at the offensive line is Andy's, I think, as a coach, he's good enough to kind of work with what he knows he has. Um, and obviously having Patrick Mahomes injury or no injury uh, is going to help. He's going to be mobile. He's going to be able to be elusive and get away from, maybe, I would think, a lot of the Tampa defense uh, but obviously he can't play hero ball. But to that point, I think the Kansas City's depth will come into play if need be. Now, maybe Eric Fisher's backup. He might struggle a little bit, if, especially if he's going against like JPP. But, um, I mean, I always harken back to it because I'm an Eagles fan, and I know Stefan Wisniewski was an integral part of our Super Bowl team, and then he was on the Chiefs last year. And then they brought him back again, and sure enough, you know, He's not going to play left. He's not going to play left tackle for you. But if they have to kick someone out, if someone else goes down, they can throw him in there. That's just he's a important. solid backup. Mm-hmm. Well, like you don't need to Joe's... Superman. You just need to be someone right. that can protect the city. And to go off yep. what Joe's saying, even just to go back to the Hardman, like he, at knowing Reed being Reed, he's going to keep him. You got to keep him honest. He's going to keep that Bucks defense all honest. You know as well as anybody came back. They like to bring pressure. They love they love to bring pressure, but you can't you can't get away with that with the Chiefs. I mean, early on, like Chiefs might have a slower start to the first well, quarter. They're only throwing four guys. I mean, the, the, the Bucks weren't even blitzing that much against us. They were. Well, I, that's what was so horrifying about the true. whole thing. Listen, Fisher is a huge loss for that team. hundred percent, a very big loss. It's a horrible injury. It's at the worst time. I just I think they find a way, and I think Reed did a very good job throughout his career in Philly, Joe. I think you'd agree. Of, trying to handle adversity from an injury perspective. And I think they'll figure it out. I, they've had two weeks to prepare. So I think I think that's something that is a little worrisome. But at the end of the day, it's not something that will be a game changer necessarily, I don't think. And to go off that point real quick, while Eric Fisher is a huge loss, you're giving Andy Reid two weeks to prepare without him, and it's only for one game. So it's almost like survive losing him just for one game and oh by the way you have an extra week to kind of figure out how you're going to do that so if you're going to have anyone do that other than maybe belichick like you're definitely in good hands with andy reed trying to figure that out and, and i also love by the way with trust was saying it's crazy how antonio brown Le'Veon bell both have a chance to win a super bowl how crazy is that i mean when you really stop and think about it you know it's gonna be a lot of clickbait next week about that in steeler town that's the definition of full circle the same yeah. i know it's crazy <laughs> And now to that point, let me just throw something out there. I, I can't be like, you know, I'm just glad. I, I trust. I see what you're saying. You're happy for him. I can't. I don't know if I can agree with that. And let me just, this is my take on that. I, the reason why is because I felt like Antonio, I mean, like I'll, I'll make it quick. Like, right. Cause I, <laughs> I think Antonio Brown, where he went to the Raiders, it's honestly, they both went to two sucky teams and were like, this sucks. And then they're just like, I want it out of here. And then now they both were like, all right, you know, I'll link up with Tom Brady. I'll link up with Patrick Mahomes. It's like, and it's like, I'm like, that's fun, I guess. Oh, good. Speaking of that's fun, look at that. The Cavs just took the lead back. That's really fun. Wow. And then, I didn't even know Samar's tied it up. All right. Sigh. I know. I know. I'm trying. We're, we're Flyers fans here, everyone. You know, we're, we're, we're trying here. We have, we're, we're I, got, I got one on listening a little peeping in. I miss Doc Emmerich. I, I do so. I miss Doc. Um, but, but all right. But to, to rewind it back, uh, but no, I, that's just my take on on Antonio Brown, Le'Veon. Um, and then, sorry, wait, what was the other thing we were saying? I had like three takes in my head. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon. 
We covered oh, their offensive line. Right, right. Okay. So, guys, so it was to off that point you guys were saying. Here's my one thought, and I, I when I ask you this, I'm not doing it like a snarky or like remember the past, like ah, oh, that must have been horrible. Like we're all hurting today, right? Like ah, oh, like but if you take away that Super Bowl last year, they're down by ten going into the fourth quarter, and I'm pretty sure Joe, you and I looked at each other like, kind of like, oh my god, it's Andy again. Like Jesus Christ, like they can't get out of their own way. Like how do they like? It was literally like a rerun of the beginning of Eight Mile, where this Eminem keeps throwing up on himself. Like, and it's, I keep asking myself if you take that one moment away. Now, granted, that moment could be everything, right? It could be like the kid that's a, a virgin, doesn't know how to talk to girls at the party, and then all of a sudden he loses virginity, and now he's like, feels like he's on a hot streak, right? Like, you could be that, but at the same point, and that's actually what it looks like right now, considering they won like 25 out of 27 games. Good for you, Thirsty Thursday, kid. Um, but, but anyway, to, to, to get back to it, I think. You look at this, and it's like, but what? All right, if he doesn't win that one quarter, take all the stuff he's doing this year. Still, are we not sitting here and saying, but right? Like, it's this one moment, this one blink, and I feel like that's almost like heads or tails. It's that one coin up in the air. It's like, is it going to flip into that? Like, I'm we're on a hot streak. We got the monkey off our back. Let's roll. Or is it going to be one of those things where? Last year, it's like, Jesus, Kyle Shanahan, you just can't get out of your own way in the biggest moment. Like, you get, there's, there's streets and avenues, the wild ones you can go down off this. I'm a strong believer of that was kind of like, as corny sounds like a moment for Andy Reid, where it kind of turned everything. Like, he, he's always been a winner. He's always been able to get, if not to the game, to big conference championships. He's always been there. I think that was like the turning point. And you've heard all year the Chiefs haven't been the same. The Chiefs don't look right but they just they find a way to win games in the nfl it doesn't matter who you're playing like you win a game you win a game it's all you're zero zero every week and they always find a way just to, to win games i mean how much all year grl chiefs don't look the same chiefs don't look right and they end up 14 and 2 i believe like it just it's just never ending and i just feel like mahomes and reed have that connection now where i just don't see them losing i, I haven't seen them lose a game yet a big game and I just until they do, I'm I'm not going to bet against them. I just don't see them slowing down. I don't think that Bucks defense will be able to contain them. I think Brady will score, but not at the rate of Mahomes. And near the fourth quarter, they'll start to pull away. I think honestly, they they could win around ten. Karen, you brought up a good point. I mean, it's easy to kind of forget, even though it was all of a year ago, that San Fran probably should have had that Super Bowl last year. Um, but that being said, you know the Chiefs. It's not that. You could argue this, the 49ers lost it, but the Chiefs also did enough to, to win it. And to Max's point, now that they've kind of they kind of have that monkey off their back, I feel that's when Andy's at his best. And you kind of see it in the parallels between his time as the Eagles head coach and now his time as the Chiefs head coach. He's doing a lot more – he's doing a, a lot of similar stuff as what he was doing in Philadelphia, but he's doing it either quicker or he's doing it more efficiently because I feel like he's he's learned from his past experiences. So having that Super Bowl in his back pocket and not having it around his neck saying, I have to win this one, I think that's why we're seeing the Chiefs we saw this year is that they're just a machine. They, like they're, they're talented, they're very efficient, Ruth. and that's going to allow the Chiefs just to play free, even though they're playing in the Bucks' home stadium now for the Super Bowl. I don't um, they care. They're, they're going right. to have – all that, and then you can almost go off that. He hasn't beat, beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. He's 0 for 1. Well, 
he can kind of take that Super Bowl last year and just run with it and say, all right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna get that record to one and one. Like, we're taking Tom down. Like, I got the Super Bowl last year, and now I'm taking Tom down for my second one this year. And I'll do it. Oh, go ahead, Max. I think to add to Joe's point from the Reed side of things, too, um, from a confidence level, like he's saying, he's always been a confident guy. But when you got an OC like he has and then all those weapons add on to it, I, the playbook's endless. I mean, he can go to anything at any time. That's why that team's just so dangerous. If the Bucks want to try to bring pressure and stuff, you're going to see a lot of checks down to Williams or Bell to the outside or just Kelsey inside for a quick seven. But they're going to they're going to keep him honest, like Joe said. They're going to have Hardman running. There's going to be a lot. Like, there's going to be Hill on sweeps. There's going to be a lot of movement trying to get that Bucks defense kind of on their toes. Because they're going to be coming hot, but everyone knows once that Chiefs offense gets rolling, that defense takes a step back, and they're just like looking to not make a mistake. And if you're playing like that on defense, it's a problem. You're, if you're thinking, you're stinking, as they say. <laughs> well, and, and to, to your point, like to make it like a boomerang effect. The thing I think about too with this team is, like, it's hard when you're this good, even if it's a 16 game season where you're playing, right? Like. This is what they're thinking about. The minute they won, it's how we're going to win again. Like it's almost like October is a formality, right? November is a formality, right? Even like Sunday night football against the Raiders is a formality. Like, and, and the funny thing is, they still. I mean, I, it's funny. I call them fifteen and one. I would say if you rest all your starters, you won that game in my head. You know what I mean? Like, like you guys, and you know when you made your run. And it's it's. But I just think about that. And I think everyone, including myself, I said it many times on the show. And any Chiefs fan that watches it and wants to call me out, go for it because. The thing is, I, I said many times, I'm like, hey, look, they really look really good, but this is one of those things either they're sleepwalking and, like, they're just ready to get to the playoffs or they're just there. They're going to get knocked off. There. You know what I compare it to? It's like like the Lakers right now. Like, they just – LeBron doesn't care about anything because he knows he's going to be in the playoffs, and once he's there, he's right. there. Especially during exactly. a COVID season where there's not even fans. So that home field advantage kind of gets taken out of, out of play at that point. If you're sitting in that head, I think Mahomes are really the same point, like – they're good enough to the point where, yeah, they're going to have some down games. And like I said, they found a way to win, and kudos for them. They could have easily been 15-1. And the game they lost it was a good game the whole game, too. So kudos to them. But at the end of the day, like, I think it's kind of one of those things, and I'm not saying that it's a good thing necessarily, but great teams can get away with it. Like, they know they're going to get in. Once they get in, you're 0-0 zero zero every week, and I'll take my guys against yours. And I so, think the Chiefs are okay for doing that because they're a matchup problem. They're a coaching nightmare. It's just – once you get into the playoff game, and especially you give them two weeks to prepare, like for the Super Bowl, I just feel like it's just too much for any defense. And I'll say it's we always have like a breaking news alert, if you will. Chad in the chat now, coming in hot on Facebook, saying uh, that he, he's down there in Tampa. By the way, Max, he's working uh, down there, which is awesome for uh, for Hunt Auctions, which they're doing an awesome job down there. Chad, um, be safe. Yeah, be safe yeah, down there, have fun. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he played golf this week. That's a hell of a week, but he's got hell a lot of steps week. in. Uh, Chad's getting he, after it. He chatted in and said that Tampa's going to win. That Brady won't lose this game. Chad, talk to us. Like, oh my, I, I, is that a thing? Because I, I mean, I like, I I'm was wondering if all getting lost in the moment. Like, I, oh, it's I was getting stadium. shocked even, this even week. You, how much people took the Bucks? Big betters across the country were taking the Bucks. A lot of people like the points. And like, listen, I don't blame him. It's Brady. I the Giants of 07 if, if they do win this, kind of, right? Like, and it's funny, yeah, ironically I mean, enough, that Brady played that team. But you know what I mean? Like, because right, like, they were the Road Warriors, and they beat some teams. Right? Like, Dallas was the one seed that year in the division round. They beat them. They beat Green right. Bay and Lambeau. It's the same. But, like, right, like it's, the same, you know, it's the same thing, basically. I think I I can see why people like the Bucs. I do. And I think anytime you're getting 
I mean, early. I think it's three now. It was three and a half all week. Anytime you're getting over a field goal in a Super Bowl game, especially with when you have Tom Brady, I don't blame you. I just go down the line, and if you want to look matchup to matchup, it's just not fair. And I think it's going to take a toll like it did on the Bills, and it's just going to be too much. I mean, there's only so much you can do on defense. And I know they have some some good players, but they, they have some holes too on that defense in the secondary, in my opinion, that you're going to see. I mean, last time they, play, they played, Hill had over 200 yards receiving. I think early on they're going to try to take away the deep ball a lot like they were doing with the Bills, like the Bills did, and, and, and see if that works. But you're going to see Kelsey checking down for 10 yards of play, and they're going to drive right down the field. There's, I think there's going to be a lot of drives where it's like 8 to 10 plays, 70 yards, and just like that, it's 7 nothing Chiefs. Like I just don't see them being able to keep up. But respect to Tom Brady, I think he'll score. I think he'll do his thing like he always does. But I don't think it will be enough when it comes down to it. I think the Chiefs have the talent and – the durability and the coaching to, to pull away in the fourth quarter. I, I think they win by like 10, honestly. Max, I agree. And to your point, like to play devil's advocate, let's say Tom Brady is keeping them in the, in the game. Their offense is clicking. And let's, let's even go so far as to say Kansas City's struggling. If there's any team that I'm pretty sure you're confident in who can play catch-up ball, it's going to be the Chiefs. And I feel that way, too. It's Even if they're in a hole, maybe if they're down as much as 13 or 14, um, I have confidence that Mahomes can get them down the field. They can run a, the speed offense, and they can tie this game up or take the lead relatively quickly, If they, even if they dig themselves a hole. I think all three of us would agree you, you take that 49ers defense over the box last year, correct? Mm-hmm. They're down 10 and no. You would take I do. the Bucs defense. Yeah. I would take the 49ers personally. Yeah. I think their secondary was stronger, and I think their defensive line was even better. It's different. You know what's different about it is the other guys had a blend of like veterans and young. They both do, but it's like a different blend. Right. <laughs> it's like two different hybrids, if you will. It's like it's it, but it's still in different ways. Like it's and by the way, what Chad was saying in the chat was it's hot and humid. Rain left in the forecast. Hammer the over. This team's going to be a shootout. Oh, oh, this game's going to be a shootout. All right, right now we're talking. Joe and I are on the same page there, Chad. So we got one thing. We got right. Fifty-six, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. I think it, I think it will be about a forty-point second half, personally. Um, now it's interesting too because I was looking at this. It's funny because Chad was like bringing this up. I, in my head, I actually wrote this down. Like, is there anything to and like? I know this sounds really weird, but it's almost like just. I don't know, just hear me out on this, and like you can make up what you will. So, one, obviously, the team for the Super Bowl usually gets there, what, like the week before? You guys would know. You've been there, what, like three years ago. It's been a decade for me. Um, but right now, I know, I know, it's not like a, a spoiled brat. But, but right now, um, right, wasn't it, is it, like, you get there usually about, like, that, like, Sunday or Monday kind of week going into the Super Bowl. You have, like, your media days and, like, all that stuff. Right. Okay, so the Chiefs just got there yesterday, and basically what I read was they co- like really copied and pasted what they did in Week Twelve when they went and played the box, or yeah, when they went and played the box. Uh, so something tastes weird about that. I, I know it sounds really weird. I, I'm just weird. So like this is probably all that is, <laughs> but like I just think to myself like it's almost like you're trying to recreate the moment. It, it's just like, and I'm not saying like oh you should have went to a different hotel. I'm like I'm not trying to be that weird. I'm more just saying like. Something about all this doesn't feel right. It's almost like I would have liked it better, and, and I guess probably the weather is the reason why I'm saying this, and to Chad's point about the humidity today. It's like I would have liked the Chiefs maybe a little more if they could have gotten down there on Sunday or Monday. Go ahead. You want to go, Joe? You want me to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep mine hopefully brief. I just I think with the Chiefs, uh, it's it's huge the, considering the fact that they played that game last year, and maybe – 
again, going back to the fact that they won it, I, I feel that takes all the pressure off of them. And that was in, and like, in very, a hot place, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think to what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that's very big when you're playing a, a Tom Brady-led team because he's Mr. He's Mr. Cool. Like, he's been there, obviously, one way too many times before. So he kind of knows the drill, and he's trying to tell his teammates, like, here, this is basically how we're going to do it. And, like, you roll with me, and we'll be fine. Whereas the Chiefs, it's, okay, guys, we did this literally last year. Like, we we know what we need to do. It, I mean, yeah, would it have been better if they got there and kind of got settled more? Sure, but I'm sure COVID playing a factor in, too. It's like, well, this is all kind of screwed up, so let's take the best of what we did last year and kind of roll with the situation. And I, I don't know. I feel like e- even though they got in late and considering there's the – outside issue of what went on with, you know, Britt Reed and whatnot. I'm sure that's playing a lot into it, but I'm sure they're just going to be like, Hey, we're going to stick to our basics, our game plan. Like we'll get in relatively late, but we, we have been here before it's, it's, and I guess they're trying to reproduce what they did in Tampa Bay in week 12, like you said, but it's also, I'm sure they're throwing in a little bit of, we're going to do what we did for Super Bowl last year. We're going to prepare that same way, even though we're maybe not on the same timeline, and they'll just go from there, and I, I think they'll be fine. And and to that point that you mentioned with with Britt Reed and Andy Reed and that that whole that whole thing, I actually had that in my notes, and it was well, it was the toughest thing to put because like I don't like family's family, family's private. Whether you're an NFL football coach, whoever you are, like your family situation is private. It's it's what family's family. But on the human side of things, right? You look at it and you say like just looking at it from the human side and, and the circumstances of like. What, what they're doing now, like just by all the elements, it's just that's so heavy as a human to just go through. And, and I'm not going to sit here, I won't be on the show and just say, Hey, like, you know, what do you guys think of all that? But at the same point, it's just kind of that's the thing. I don't know what to say about it. I don't want to talk about it on the show and be like, So, guys, let's talk about this whole Andy Reid and his son thing, right? Like, but at the same point, it's, it's normal if you're saying, Hey, let's talk about like different aspects of how this game could go. Certainly, that's a big. Thing, if anyone, anywhere lives, if that happened to any of us, and you feel horrible for every party involved because it's not about what you know happened in this football game coming up, but looking at the game, that's a very heavy thing that just happened this week, and I don't really know how to address it looking at the game. To be, to be I mean, just straight up, you can sit here and try to dance around it, but it's like I, I don't know how to. I think as bad as it is, I, out of anybody, especially from a coaching perspective, Andy Reid's been through it. I mean, he's had one son commit suicide. I mean, he's had some horrible things happen in his life. I'm not saying it makes any easier when, when you've had some stuff, but I think as horrible as it is, you like I've said, he has a, the best OC personally, I think, in the league that calls plays. So I think that takes a little a bit of the pressure off him. I know I'm sure his mind hasn't been 100% there like it should be for a two-week Super Bowl preparation, but I think he has the right pieces around him. And, of course, the talent where it's horrible. It's a tragedy. It's, it's terrible, but – I don't think it will be as big as a factor as some people believe. I think that Andy Reid has done a very good job in his past keeping football and family separate. And I'm not saying that necessarily is the right thing to do at all times, but at the end of the day, it wasn't him. And he's prepared for a Super Bowl, and he has been there. And I think he has the right piece around him, especially from an OC perspective, to, to get it done and not necessarily worry as much. Yeah, uh, I'll just throw in my two cents real quick. I mean, uh, basically, Max, I'm agreeing with you completely. Um, uh, you know, whether they're going to take the adage of, you know, one of our brothers on this team's not here with us right now, so we're going to play for him, or 
however Andy wants to handle it. I, I feel like he has that previous experience of he knows how he's going to handle it, and the team's going to respond to that, and they'll just do their thing. I, I'm sure they'll keep it business as usual, and I, all the more reason why I think they're going to win this game. Now, and you know, here's an actual coaching talking point. I feel like, right? Instead of just like you know BSing around like ESPN might about that whole thing, it's like, what about Steve Spagnuolo? We talked. Zach and I talked about this a little bit last, like, oh, like last week on the Thursday show. But oh, look at that! The Flyers tied it up. There we go. Um, but no, Zach and I talked about it on the show on Thursday. But Spagnuolo obviously had that success in 07. And I'm not trying to sit there and be like, hey guys, 07 and 2021 give me the same thing. It's like, okay. Worlds are different. Like, we can't compare our lives in 07 and now, but is it like it's mind versus mind in some ways? It's basically two guys playing chess, whether they play it in 07 and 21. Like, the way they're seeing the board, does one guy maybe see it better against the, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's that whole angle you can play out. Yeah. Um, actually, it was something I, I kind of just thought of while we're having this discussion is, yeah, everyone wants to go back to the, oh, is it Brady or is it Belichick? Like, is it the Patriot way or is it TB12? And, you can argue that oh, it's clearly Tom Brady was the big part of the Patriots' uh, success, but Tom Brady hasn't won the Super Bowl yet, and maybe not having Belichick and maybe not having that his expertise comes to light in this game. Like Tom Brady might ball out, but the Chiefs just might be better because Andy Reid coaches better than Bruce Arians. It's not necessarily a knock on Bruce Arians, but I'd say Andy has a little bit more experience, both good and bad, than Bruce Arians would. And uh, that could be another factor into the Chiefs overcoming the Bucks. is, you know, Tom Brady can do all he can to get his team ready as a quarterback, but he's not the head coach. He's not the one trying to get everyone scripted in whatever they're supposed to do. And having, having Andy's expertise and having such a, an educated and uh, decorated staff like Spagnuolo and Biennemi, that might just be an extra chip that Andy has over Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. I think Joe's spot on in the fact of I'm kind of sick of the whole banter of Brady or Belichick. I think anyone that's played the sport understands how important both tomorrow and a relationship to have. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of been put to the side because people are trying to figure out which one's which. I think it's a combination of both. I think because the Patriots had a very down year with a very poor team that it's been overlooked. I think Belichick's the best coach of all time personally. And I think Brady's the best quarterback of all time. I think, they have relied on each other. I think they both agree on that, and, I, and they won a lo- whole hell of a lot of games together. So I don't, I don't like that side of it. I do agree with Joe though on the fact that it's just one of those things where I feel like it, there could be a time where Arians is kind of what, what do I do? Like how do I stop this team? And I think that relationship between Brady and Arians, especially early on, was not a good one. There was a lot of reports came out that they weren't very fond of each other. When you're winning, it's all sunshine and rainbows but when you're in a tough spot and you got Mahomes driving down the field relentlessly non-stop they're they're both extremely competitive guys and it could get ugly on that sideline quick I'm not saying it will I don't think it gets to that point but until you, you you're being good teams and and I think the Packers are a very good team too but the Chiefs are a whole nother monster and I'll continue to say until someone beats that team I'm not betting against them personally I think like I said I think Reed's over that that Super Bowl hump, I think he won it. I think he has that confidence, and I know he's missing some players. I know he's had to deal with that as well with the, the side stuff like we were talking about. But I think overall he has all the pieces there. I think that team's more established. It's been there longer, and they've won that big game. And and to what 
what Joe said. I mean, until you win it, you haven't won it. So, I mean, we can talk about Brady, and yeah, he's he's 1-0 if you want to do the whole Brady-Belichick so far through one season, but he still hasn't won It doesn't that matter. At the end of the day... The thing is, Max, because right. I think I'm sorry to me, like, to steal the ball from you and score. Like, what you're about to say is, it doesn't matter. Especially if Brady loses this game, it does not matter. Like, could you imagine, like, the storyline just dies. It's like, because I'll be the one that's sitting there and be like, so we all died? It's like, yep, we did. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense. Like, he was dead all along. Like, just took to the end of the movie to figure it out. Like, yeah, like I, I just, yeah, I, I think, I think what Joe said definitely has a strong point, something I haven't really thought about as much, but having that coach quarterback kind of relationship and in big moments. And like, you saw stuff even like not to harp on my favorite day, but Foles and Peterson just running over and have that conversation. No, this is the time to do it. And, and to have that trust to look somebody in the eye and you're the play caller say, let's do it and, and have that relationship. Like it only takes one moment in a game to change the whole thing around. And I think that's something that the bucks don't have. I don't think they'd ever have it. Even if, they continue to win. I don't think necessarily it's Brady's fault or Arians. I don't. I just don't think they're the same type of person. I think they're both very competitive people, and sometimes we'll butt heads. But I just think that the coaching relationship down the line and the big time moments when you got to play to make something happen and change the the outlook of the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut and take Mahomes and Reed, who have done it before, and have that relationship and trust rather than Brady and Arians. Um, so I think that does kind of bring a, Joe brought a good point up of. Listen, I think it's not a problem. They're they're winning games. The Bucks have been winning, and they've looked great. And you, you can tell even after that NFC Championship how happy they were together. Like when you're winning, it's all great. But when you get the Chiefs breathing down your throat, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. I was trying to think real quick too about it doesn't really, I don't know where this leaves us because I was going to say the only team that fits this profile is hey, is there anyone that beat the Bucks? but then they played them later and they beat them later on? It's like the Saints, but, like, they also got their ass handed to them the second time they played them in the Bucks stadium. So, like, you know, it's like I, I don't know where that leaves us. But um, let me ask you this on the betting front real quick, right? So is there any prop bets? And I want to, like, almost do, like, a like a double double burger with cheese uh, with this question. Not only are, like, are there any bets you like, but how wacky do you get? Like, are you guys going to get off to like the coin toss or like what color is the Gatorade that gets dumped on the coach's head that wins? Like, like, are you guys like going to dive into those circuits? Like where are you at with the whole betting day? Well, I think if you have the money, I mean, certainly you can throw down on whatever bet you like, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think the whole idea of betting on a game is you, you bet to see it actually play out. So for me, you know, Tyreek Hill's receiving yards, maybe total yards, Patrick Mahomes passing yards. Those are the kind of bets that I really gravitate to because that's it, it kind of gets you more involved in the game. You know, oh, I really like I took Travis Kelsey over 53 and a half and, you know, he already just ripped off a 27 yard run. Like that's fantasy. that's kind of what, yeah, I'm really into. Um, for me personally, I don't get very deep into some of the stuff, especially at- Gatorade and stuff. I'm a I'm a big player guy. Um, I personally love Kelsey over today. I think they're going to try to keep the top on the car and keep Tyreek Hill kind of strict early on. I think he'll they'll try to keep him from the deep ball. I think they're going to be a lot of check down like you saw against the Bills of just Kelsey for 12 yards, 15, 16, and just ripping him off real quick. So I love Kelsey over. I love Fournette over. I think he'll be able to run the ball. I think he's finally finding a balance in that offense. I think he's finding a groove for a running back that's huge and with his size, it's scary. So I like his over. I like him to score a touchdown. He's been a touchdown machine recently throughout the playoffs and even late into the season. 
Um, I love Mahomes over receive. Uh, excuse me, not receiving. Um, passing, like uh, Joe said. What if that? Wait, um, is that a thing though? What? Like a wild, like kind of almost like a Philly Philly because Tom Brady had that. Obviously, could you imagine if that's out there, Max? I know. You'll never. We'll never know until. Oh, he scored again. The fire scored. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Big time. Dude, take lead back. Uh, so, what were you saying, though? I was just saying, um, yeah, no, no I, I think Fournette's a good player today. I like Williams over as well. I think he gets a lot of carries. I think people are kind of wrapped up in the Edwards Lair and stuff, but I think when it comes down to the knit and grit, you're going to see hey, a lot that of. That was my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I mean, hey, I, I hope you're right. No, I'll walk, I, think, I, I think I think it's I'm not okay in the head right now. I, I should not be getting anyone any type. Like, I'm I, just delirious. I just, I just think that. Reed is somebody that will stick to his gun and his players. And Williams looked great last week. He was phenomenal in the Super Bowl last year. I think he sticks with his gut. I think he stays with him. You'll see a, a balance, but it won't be a very equal balance, in my opinion. Um, other than that, uh, Chiefs buy down two and a half. It's at three right now. If you buy that down to two and a half. I like that. Um, I uh, my boy Frank Frank Transilli. Shout out Frank Transilli. I think he's on. He loves tails. So, oh, Tails never fails, Frankie. Never fails, Frankie. Oh, yeah. So, fingers is going with that. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't like deciding money on a coin flip personally, but hey, whatever gets you off, you know what I mean. But you know, it's, um, I, I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, what's more fifty fifty than that? I mean, it, it, I'll tell you what, it's exhilarating. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean, you want to go to the casino? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the casino, just go to the coin toss. Yeah, no, for sure. But black and red is heads yeah. and tails, Max. Yeah, I my sleeper pick, not even a sleeper pick. It's not, um, but odd wise, it's great. Um, Kelsey two touchdowns today. Hmm, that's fun. Red zone threat. Yeah. He's their most prominent red zone threat. He loves getting the ball there, and I, I think you'll see um, him rip off a little middle route and a cover three for about twenty three yards, and do his crazy six foot dive over somebody into the end zone with his athletic ability. So I think he scores twice. I do like Hill over. I think they both hit their over. So I agree with Joe there too. But if you put a gun to your, my head, I would take Kelsey over just because I think they try to keep him intact with after having 200-some yards last time they played. I think they just know they can't allow that to happen again, and, and they'll take that away first. And then once they realize that Kelsey is 100 yards in the first half, they'll probably try to make a, a change there. But good luck because I sure as hell don't know what to do with that team. Oh, is that offer still on the table? The gun to the head? I'll take it, please. <laughs> Thanks. I know. I'm coming over, Bobby. I'll help you out. Thanks. But sorry, Joe, what were you saying? No, I, I think just that I was thinking through another couple of props or bets or whatever. Um, I was going to say I might might be more of a homer pick uh, as a PSU alumnus, but I feel like Chris God, Godwin's receiving yards uh, might go over. Um, conversely, if there's catches, he might you might take the under if it's pretty high because – while he's while he has the penchant of making really good catches, he does have also the tendency to drop a couple balls. So maybe that might keep him from getting to that over. Um, and then finally, as a risky bet, I would assume it would be a risky bet. Maybe take Tom Brady for an interception if that's on there too. Because I, I mean, he threw three of them against the Packers. I think, Godfrey, so. I think Godwin's a great option. I think they do a good job of trying to keep Evans intact, kind of like they'll try to do with Tyree Kill, but they'll do a better job, in my opinion, from the Chiefs side of things. But I think Godwin will have a lot of opportunity in the slot. I think the Chiefs struggle to cover a slot wide receiver a lot um, to an extent. Of course, I thought they put Diggs a lot in the slot in the second half of that other game, and he kind of got loose. But mm-hmm. I do like Godwin a lot. I think they can throw him into a lot of positions where they don't put Evans. So I, I agree with Joe on that. 
Washington Times. Damn it. Sorry, that's why I was saying Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Max. All right. <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll come back. What is it, 3-3? Three, three? Four, four. Right, 4 I think. Four, four score! Um, four, four to heart. Let me ask you this. I could use a commercial break in this hockey game, but the, the, the commercial breaks in the, in the Super Bowl always. But, I, like, where my job was walking in with my take not to be, like, selfish. And, like, then my take is, as I go into this, but my, my thought generally with the Super Bowl commercials is that they were awesome as a kid. I don't think it was just because of, like, oh, I was a kid, so I thought they were funny. I think they were, like, really funny, like, especially like, the beer tree of Bud Light. Like, there's all sorts of funny ones as a kid. And I just feel like now, like, there's some home runs, but it's not so much, like, Remember Joe, like, we were in St. Joe's together in elementary school. We'd ask our teachers to like, play the funniest ones on like, AOL.com like, the next morning, right? Like, no one does that anymore. Like, they're not that funny. You know what it's yeah. like? It's like going to see a movie you're so excited for and you have the, the highest hopes for. Yes. So, like, unless it's absolutely phenomenal, you're going to think it's absolute crap. So, yeah, at yeah. point now, everyone's like, super commercial, super commercial. So, when it's not, like, up to that hype, everyone's like, ah. But, like, you got a couple that are always, like, solid. Like, Doritos, phenomenal. Bud Light, phenomenal. There's a couple that, like, can't miss. But, like, I think people get so hyped up and energized over it. I think it's going to be, like, the best thing since sliced bread. And when it's not, people just are down on it. It's like going to, like, it's going to see that movie, like a Denzel movie. It's going to be great. It's, it's all right. But it being all right means it sucks because you have such high hopes for it. That's the way I view the commercials now. Max, you, you put it perfectly. I, I, I think that's probably it. Like, to tie back to Kieran's point, it, it takes a lot of the panache out of it because you know, just, I, I don't know, just because as a kid, we're, we're kind of just sitting there, we're, we're, we're there for the game, and then next thing you know, there's there's that boot light commercial or whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's a good light. one. And, and to tie back to Max, it's, all right, well, who, who do you think is going to be the best you know, funniest or whatever commercial in this year's in this year's Super Bowl, and I'm like, well, I, I don't know. First of all, if we haven't even seen them yet, or unless they release them early, but too, I, I think that's now that everyone knows that's what people are looking for. They try and kind of meet people's expectations, and then if you just if you produce something that's just not funny, then you're missing out on it. So I, I don't know. It, it seems like maybe some companies or whatever just try too hard. And then they missed the point entirely, maybe, uh, now as compared to back in the day. I'm personally not a huge commercial guy. So, like, for me, like, it's See, I'm not, not a like halftime show guy. Are you that? I'm not either. No, okay. I'm, I'm someone I'll go crack a drink during the halftime show, too. We should do it like a Zoom. Well, not so, really, because I know everyone's yeah. like, what's the real live again? But, yeah. But you no, I'm, I'm, our, That would be actually fun on our own halftime show. We ever I'm, just drinks. And then grab a drink game. and jump on the Zoom, and we'll yeah. do, like, a living room sports talk. Like, See, family day. Get on. <laughs> that would actually be really cool if we did yeah, that. No, I just, I just never really have been. I mean, I, I don't care that much for either. I'm telling you, the truth, commercials or the the halftime show. Personally, I know a lot of people will watch it just for those. But personally, for me, I'm, you know, I'm all football, K Max. So I mean, that for me is why I hop on. But I feel that's that. my take. I feel like a lot of people are the opposite. To tell you the truth, especially I feel like Super Bowl's more of like everybody watches in your family, but half the people don't give a hoot about the game anyway. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's like. A Super Bowl song, like you got to watch it. It's a but a lot of event. people get right, 100%. I feel like a lot of people like that couldn't give a damn about the game. Like my mom will watch for the commercials yeah. or stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if you don't find a rope before then, Rosemary, <laughs> do you, mean, Joe, have you ever heard this story before? 
phenomenal story. This is okay. So when I when uh, I don't think that this is definitely no way I ever told you this one. So I'm just gonna run right into it. So all right, we're going. We go to Mercado in Westchester. Great spot, by the way. So there's a free park for them. Shout out um, yeah. So we go to brunch, and it was me, Max, uh, mm-hmm. Mike, like Mad Dog, and and his little mm-hmm. brother, uh, yeah, Danny Murph. The homies, by the way, I love those guys. They, they Shout out to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Sir, for sure. And so we go out to Mercado, and Max's mom, who is awesome, by the way, she comes and meets up with us. It was just really funny. We had, like, some fun banter. Like, she made fun of, like, I think I was, oh, I remember, I, I maybe had a few drinks the next morning. I remember right. she looked at me, she's like, well, you're hungover and shit, aren't you? <laughs> he so was drinking up. We were all having, like, stuff. He had a... A bloody, a bloody Mary. Mary. My mom, that would be without even knowing his name. Or I, we, we didn't you're, say You're drinking a Bloody Mary? He goes, oh, yeah. She goes, you're hungover as shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's straight shot to the throat. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, so the, after that, I was like, Max, your mom is like my absolute hero. So then like one day, like he just snapped me like this like a year or two like later. And I, I don't know why, like I just like just forgot what his mom's first name was. So I thought it was Rosemary for a second. So I was like, oh, God bless Rosemary. And he's like, yeah. dude, it's Heather. I'm like... <laughs> I was like, where the hell do you come up with Rosemary? <laughs> you go visit your grandma in the retirement home before you said yeah, that? exactly. I think uh, the first time in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. <laughs> so that's like an ongoing joke of Rosemary. Yeah. yeah all right. Glad the general public knows now. Yeah, exactly. Hey, the whole oh, yeah. the Spotify, the iTunes, everyone's going to know it. Twitch and YouTube. All right. I'll tell you real quick, to, to, to kind of wrap up the show, though, let's, let's, let's get to you guys for a second here. I'm not trying to be like, it's almost like, backwash here it's like with usually we do quick bait cleanup you know, before the show i'm not like trying to be like so guys is carson let's go to the bears i mean we're hearing everything right like jerry you're talking about right at how like terry cohen's uh like saying that he's not going anywhere but then next thing you know like, everyone's saying like this and that and the other thing a i'll just walk it in slow do you believe carson Wentz will get moved this week and do you believe we'll be to the bears yeah i mean i I don't know. I think uh, the former NFL executive was Andrew Brandt or whomever. Uh, I know he, he was having a lot of Twitter activity where he was saying that he didn't think Carson was going to mo- get moved. I, when this all first started, I guess when it leaked out back uh, towards the end of the year or end of the Eagle season when we got eliminated, I didn't think I didn't think he'd get moved. I thought we would bring him back. It would almost kind of be like a, here's your redemption story, man. Like, go take it. Um, but, and, I mean, I always kind of thought the Eagles would do their due diligence and just field calls and take them, but they would just set their high price and no one would meet it. But uh, the way things have kind of cons- or transpired, I'm sure they kind of back down a little bit and they're just, now that they have certain offers out there, they figure, all right, let's just roll with what we can actually get. And to that point, that sends a message of, yeah, they'll, they'll gladly trade him and they'll gladly admit that they made a mistake, um, which I don't necessarily think that Carson Wentz is a mistake, but just the way everything has played out, it's it's one of those weird things where it's like, you got to make it work. Like this, you can't blow it up, but whether there's strong opinions or strong personalities, people, there's one or at least one or two sides that just don't want to make this work. So, yeah, I mean, I, I changed, it changed my tune. I do think he's going to get traded at some point this week. I believe there's reports. Um, I guess it's the Bears. I, I have that feeling that, you know, there was another team out there and a lot of people think it was the Colts. And if Frank Reich really – is on the mindset of he knows Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Maybe he'll get his management to pony up and do whatever they need to do to jump over the Bears and, and kind of get Carson to Indy. But 
Um, the way it plays out now, I, I think if the Bears are actually dead set on getting him in and swapping foals or whatever the deal is, I think that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, to recap it, I do think he gets traded this week, and I think it will go to, he will go to Chicago. J-Mac, you know, that's a tough one for me. It hurts deep mm-hmm. in my heart because, you know, I'm a Wentz guy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. None of us win here. I think, um, <laughs> I, think, I think he definitely gets moved this week. I think there's just way too much room to go around. I think what, what's been offered has been offered, and it's on the table, and, and it'll get it done. Um, to go off what Joe said, I think it's a, it's not Wentz's fault. I don't think it was Doug's fault either. I, they've drafted horribly, and you got to look up top at Howie. I, I blame him. I think he's been a huge part of the reason there's been such separation in the team. I haven't heard any player come out and say one bad thing about Carson Wentz in the last year and a half, personally, besides maybe Alshon, who's and his career's done at this point anyway. Right. So, wow. um, I it's sad. It sucks. Um, I think at this point, Joe's right. You do have to move him. There's way too much drama going around with the hurts and is he washed up, etc. And then obviously Doug going doesn't help the case either. I know they weren't on the same page, but they did make a Super Bowl run together. So it's kind of like a a restart button in a way. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's gone. I think he does go to the Bears personally this week, probably later this week. If not, I think I think the Colts. But yeah, I'd probably go about 80-20 Bears, as much as you hate to hear that. But it stinks. It, it hurts my heart because I feel like it shouldn't have ended that way, and I thought that was my quarterback for the next decade plus. So that's a, that's a stinger too. But I think it's to the point now where you have a high draft pick. You got to make the most of it. And you got hurt sitting in the locker room, which I know is, I, I think he's a good player. I think he has some flaws that he can work out, but athletically and from an arm strength wise, I think he's solid quarterback. I think he has the right mindset. I think he's a good person. I think he'll fit. He does fit very well in the locker room. He seems very respected around the league already, even after just one year, but I don't necessarily know how great it will look than that. I think as painful it is, I think as painful it is for me to say, I think the Eagles are, are in a hole for a good three years. I think they have a lot of pieces that people don't even want to talk about besides quarterback. They have no linebacker play. Their secondary is, hasn't been that strong. I mean, you have Slay, which is a huge addition. Um, but then you got Jalen Mills, who's played one year at safety, didn't look bad. And then you've had injuries in McLeod, who's getting older. They have to re-sign some players on the D-line, which is their strong suit, obviously. But they have Cox wrapped up. But then you have a lot of one-year contracts like Malik Jackson and stuff like that, which hurts. I and then offensively, you got. Way, just for yeah, I think it, it's very possible. And I think offensively, offensive line's kind of the same boat. You have some guys locked up, but injuries have killed him. Brooks hasn't been all stay healthy. Lane Johnson's in and out of the lineup. And then you have Jason Peters, who needs to find a retirement home quick because it's getting to the point now where he's just taking, taking money from the needy Eagles. So, And then wide receiver, we know that story, and I don't need to get into that. But I'm hoping they do something in the sixth pick. I'm praying to the football gods above that somehow in hell Devontae Smith's sitting there. But with my luck, I don't think he will be. But you'll find me at a bar very quickly if, if they do. It's going to be a hell of a night, by the way. Oh, we got one in the chat, by the way. I don't know but, but no, I'm sorry, Joe. I cut you off there. Did you cut me off? Uh, no, 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 I, I, mean, I guess. Bad. No, uh, I was listening to Max, and, and Max, I, I agree with you completely. And uh, I guess the only thing I would really add in, Kieran, we've talked, I talked with you about this is, you never want to see – you never want to see your team do bad or root for them to do bad. But now that we're at where we are, been um, firing Doug and trading Carson as, as it looks like it's going to happen, um, I, I mean, I wish all the best for Jalen Hurts. And obviously, you never want to t- see your team do bad. But 
I feel like at, we're at the point where it's like we just need to ride this out and we need to hope for the team's sake that they either A, figure it out and somehow they look like a passable team this year that could compete. I don't see it, but for a playoff spot. Or B, maybe they're just god-awful bad. And then, as I told you last night, it's on the Philly media since they love to stir all these stories up. They need to be on Jeff Lurie's case about how did we get to this point and who's going to pay for it. There's the literally why, only the one guy Howie left, and it is Howie Roseman. Roseman. How has he not lost his job? Yeah, so. you dra- you, they had the 31st worst draft in the last decade, and I don't know how they're not 32nd personally. Yeah. But it's, it's horrible. They haven't drafted. They've given no help offensively and defensively. They've drafted – pretty poorly besides like picking up Fletcher Cox and a couple other little pieces. Like I'm a, I'm a big Derek Barnett guy personally. I think he's kind of slept on, but they haven't drafted well at all. They haven't picked up the pieces that they needed to, that you see teams picking up guys like Jamal Adams and stuff, game changers for second round picks or DeAndre Hopkins who changed that whole entire atmosphere in Arizona. Oh yeah. And it just, it's just one of those things where just endless, this is never going to end. Nothing's going to change until like Joe said, he's gone because the fact that he runs everything, the fact that he has control over a 53-man roster is just things that are just not smart from a football perspective, especially at that level of football. And it's just not a, it's not a good look. It's it's created a lot of separation in the team, and I think that's a reason you don't see a lot of any Eagle players kind of stepping up and talking how they feel about it because they don't want to be the next guy. It's just been consistent. Philly and media, like Joe saying, bashing, and, and at the end of the day, you got to look at t- up top at that point. And it's almost like there's a little bit of truth to every nonsense, like Orlando Scandrick, for example. Like he went on, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not believing anything he says. Like we all know that. Like, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But he's trash anyway. Cheap. Right, but it, I think there was that, that taste. Because to be fair, he was really ripping Howie a lot in that, right? Like, I mean, because everyone said, oh, like he said this, he said that about the team, right? Like about Malcolm Jenkins, for example, right? But like, I feel like the the Howie Roseman stuff was almost like that felt organic. The rest of it felt like FS1 saying like, "Can you say some other stuff?" And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, that's my hot take. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's, and uh, just real quick to me, it's you know we're obviously we're name dropping him Howie, 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 and it's just you know he's the only guy left as we mentioned. But when we talk about the top, and to quote. You know, John J. Henry drops from the top. That's the top. It, it also, you have to sit back and say, well, if Howie is Jeff Lurie's mouthpiece, like Jeff needs to look himself in the mirror and say, my God, I've literally taken a team that won me my Super Bowl, and now it's completely different. It's in shambles. Like, maybe you it's need like, to well, reevaluate your position and how you're, you got your hands on this team, or probably should not have his hands on this team. I mean, I'm forever thankful for that Super Bowl and stuff, but it's gotten to the point now where High Roseman has power because of that. Looking back, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't help that the Eagles never won one before that, so he kind of has that above everybody. But it's kind of at to the point, in my opinion, it's just a power hungry thing where if you're getting to the point where you're not having success in what you're doing consistently year after year, and you don't necessarily make a change to find someone else to draft or help you draft or help you find players in free agency then it's just one of those things where the only option is power. It's just power hungry. He has that power. He knows he has it because like Joe said, Larry's just given him the keys to the, to the Ferrari and, and he's done nothing with it. And he's, and he's taken this team from a salary cap perspective into a hole and from a drafting class to a hole. And as painful as for me to say, that, I think you see three to four years of Eagles football where 
you're not making the playoffs and you'll be competing because I think the Eagles always come out and they do have some players enough to compete, but I just don't see the way they are now with the calorie with this, excuse me, their salary, the way it is being able to pick up the pieces they need on defense or offense. And, and one draft pick isn't going to change that either. So you're thinking about caliber and salary at the same time. It's horrible. That. Yeah. Because you look at teams and I'm not saying, yeah, 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 I was thinking about it. I was like, I, I know I can think of is how much food I'm going to eat during the Super Bowl. <laughs> you, look at te- you look at teams like, even like, I'm not saying the Eagles or the Jets to by any means, but you look at teams like that where like, yeah, like they're, they're God awful, but, they have so much room salary wise and they have so many draft picks where like you can make a quick turnaround the NFL with that kind of leeway. But, but when you're, when you have salary cap and you're deep in the dirt, and I did see rumors that the NFL is going to change their salary looks like their salary cap. So it couldn't go up a little bit, which will help the Eagles, but it might go up. It's I not enough. It's poor to go down, but, but it might go up. Really I saw can. something yesterday that they're saying it might be going up. Please. I want to sign. Oh, I want it back. I want it back. Yeah. I want him back. Got, I want the band back. You got, you got Devontae Adams, so I don't want to hear it. I was going to say, you want him back after that NFC Championship game? I you weren't happy with him during that game. I wasn't happy, but you got Kenny. I'm a big, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I think he, he runs pretty damn hard for how big he is. He might take that salary cap now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got right. the extra space? Bring it here. I know. You're right. All right, all right. Easy, easy. All right, let's, you know, and look at this. He's got a wedding to pay for, Karen. Yeah, you know what? That's going to be Mojo Monday tomorrow. So anyone who watches the today, they'll we'll know that tomorrow. Look at that sneak preview. Yeah. Um, that was awesome, though. I'm going to throw it out. Actually, I actually had that in my NFL awards. I was like, we, we moved on. Like, it's, we're moving. We got, we got, we got wing seed, or, or, yeah, wing seed uh, beers to drink, you know. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm like, scared. <laughs> my anxiety's going on. I still yeah. watch this. So Maybe take like, that stuff off the walls for a couple of days, buddy. I'll definitely okay. make sure to, to check up on you and send oh, you a text in 48 hours to see the answer. You want to see it? I want to see your fist from the wall. Oh, you got the whole thing up there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, but it hurts. I know. I know. I, know. I, you, know, know. I, you know, you know what's not it. gonna hurt? You drink a couple new patrols. You know what hurts more than losing in the NFC Championship game? Not making the playoffs at all, or having a quarterback. So you're t- you're you're preaching the choir here, champ. That is fair. Now, all right. You know, you can always do cheer up and drink a couple of new trail beers. So we're going to have yeah. Mike LaRosa, who's the director of uh, brewing for the new trail brewing company on our show tomorrow. Max, how cool is that? Love that. You know, you have a good new trail beer. Pretty pretty cool. Make sure he sends them my way. 315 Welcome Avenue, all right? They're the best. Oh, yeah. they're so good. So we're going to have Mike on the show uh, tomorrow. So we'll break all that down. And uh, hey, while we're at it, let's say, if you want to check all the cool stuff out, follow us, uh, listen to us. You can uh, listen to all the episodes on the go, Spotify and iTunes. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at underscore get sidetracked, and check out the website at www.get-sidetracked.com. Um, if you're a Twitch person, you can always follow us to the hearts of the left and subscribe to the right. It's free with the Amazon Prime, as I never shut up and say on every show. But, uh, yeah, you can you can obviously jump in that if you're in the Twitch circuits. And uh, if you're a YouTube person like myself, hey, you know, get in there. You can subscribe. That's free. So there's no no excuses. Um, and we got highlights and all sorts of cool stuff um, on our channel there for Sidetrack. So uh, check us out on YouTube as well. And then if you're really, I always joke around saying, if you're really feeling horny, it's like my like college joke. You know, <laughs> think I'm like creative doing this. Um, but but if you're really feeling the, the vibes, you can always go on our store and check us out uh, on there as well. But and, and Ryan just jumped in the, the chat too. So we got a box vibe. So I'm, I'm almost kind of pulling this together because I want to like before we jump off, I want to do like a whole like predictions. Now Max like. For anybody just jumped on, so you're obviously feeling Chiefs. Joe, you're feeling yep. Chiefs as well. 
I'm I'm kind of in the point like where my mind's just like I don't know where I am right now. It's almost like you went on a week long bender, and it's just like you're on day nine after like, and you're just like, well, I, I, I what like, so I'm kind of with the chat. I'm like, are we going with the Bucks here? Like, is that is that the move? I can I can I ask you guys this? I'm almost jumping with the chat, so it's like me in the chat versus you guys on this. It's like what like is. Is the whole well, chat? Yeah, and like you know, obviously, chat's on there with the humidity and stuff. Like, is that like I don't know? Is that a thing? Because I mean, let, let me let me add this in here. We say, well, they won the Super Bowl last year. They didn't look good in that suit. No, no, this not. All right, hold on. Let's slow down, Karen. It's like they didn't look good. They won the game, Karen. Like, so down. Thank you. I guess my point is, it looked not so hot for maybe a few quarters in that game. Maybe it was because where they were. So, like, could. Basically, I'll, I'll put it this way. If they do what they did, you know, it's funny because, you know, when you were asking Max earlier before the game, as I kind of ramble on because I'm not trying to make – I'm like, basically, it's like, make your point, Karen. The, the, the thing is, you were saying earlier how you thought San Fran was better than Tampa Bay. I think if – Defensively. 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 Right, right, exactly. Sorry, my bad. Defensively. Now, I feel like if Kansas City plays like they did last year where Pat Mahomes, I think, he had two picks in that game, if I correct me if I'm wrong. I know like we had at least one. That's a Tampa Bay game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they, they played a Tampa Bay game in that game. Basically, I'm saying, like, if Tampa was in that game, I think Tampa probably wins that game. I don't think they lose the way San Francisco. This Fran is how I view it, and you're going to hate that I have to bring it up. But Please. I I think it's one of those things where I saw Rodgers have a lot of turnovers that not necessarily he would usually have. But they, they found a way to stay in that game somehow, even with that horrible touchdown to end this, the first half, like you always seem like they're out of it, but they always stayed in. Like I have a feeling like they just kind of like allow teams to stay in it. And like, you can't do that with the chiefs. And I don't think they're down 10 points in the fourth. And like I'm saying, obviously I think that 49ers defense was better anyway. If they can come back on that team, I think they can come back on the bucks defense. I don't think they even get in that hole. I think they come out with a little more swagger and I don't think they have as much trouble with, uh, defensive schemes like they did against the 49ers. I think that, like I said, Brady will put up points too. I think it will be more of a shootout, but at the end of the day, like I just feel like the Chiefs have consistently over two years found a way to win games, and especially the big ones. So I, until they prove me wrong, I'm not going to bet against them. And, and I also think that at this point, Mahomes is the best player by far in the NFL, and it's just another reason not to bet against them. And it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt when you have the fastest player in the league too, and the best tight end. And I go on for hours about what else. Yeah. So I think when you have that, and you have a coaching staff and an OC like they do, until they lose, I'm just not going to bet against them. And I, 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 I think Tom Brady's the goat. I think he keeps it as close as he can, and, and respect for him for that. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and it's it's their world right now. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna live in it and ride it. Yeah, I mean, Kieran. Full disclosure too. When I say I'm I'm going with the Chiefs, there is there's always that side of me that's like, you know, the Bucks are gonna win. You you know yes, you're, you're, you're fighting this, but to that point, I'm kind of pushing that out away from me that that thought process because a lot of what Max was saying, I, I also believe in that. You know, Patrick Mahomes might throw a pick or two, but I feel like he's such a gamer that he'll get them back. And I'm coupled with his just athletic ability and talent and Andy Reid's coaching and his whole staff. Um, I feel like that their whole team knows what it takes to win. Like Tom Brady knows 
what it takes to win, and so do a lot of those players Ross in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Does their whole team know what it takes to win a Super Bowl? The Chiefs do. So I, I feel like they have all the experiences, both good and bad, and they're just going to use that, and they're they're just going to say, we we know what it takes to win this game. We know our pitfalls, what we need to avoid, what we need to do. And I'm not expecting a blowout one way or another. I think it's going to be really close. It could be liter- quite literally a coin toss who's going to win. But I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs are going to do enough to come out on top just because as a whole, I feel like they're a much better team. Like well, that. you know, I'm literally contradicting myself saying much better team. I think they're the no. better team. I agree. And and I'll, I'll say this will be my prediction. I, I'm walking in. It's it's a, It's – you know what's weird? Like, I, everyone's going to be like, shut the hell up, dude. <laughs> but I think, why, like, right, I'm, I will say I'm a neophyte in the soccer watching game, if you will, right? Like, I've only watched a few soccer games. Like, I'm an Arsenal fan. I've watched them for a couple of years. But, like, Sorry I, mean, to hear I, that. I, I know. I know. <laughs> dude, you want to watch the Flyers on, on land? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Come on. It's fun. Right. You want to underachieve? Come on. It's a good time. But, um, <laughs> you love you love zero zero one nothing games? I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Right? That's like typical Arsenal. But but the thing is, watching soccer in general, whether it's like watching a Man City or Liverpool, watching right. the better teams, like what you see them do is like they are not like even if they're not scoring goals right, like they're controlling the pace of the game. Like and they will obviously give up some chances. Like and I feel like football is like an expanded version of that, where it's like right, like with your touchdowns, if you will, and it's like thinking of it in that sense, where it's like it's it's about like a game, it's about a tide, it's about a flow, momentum. Like it's not so much like these guys have these guys, these have these guys. It's like chess, and we're just gonna battle it out. Like to me, I look at this at, oh like war better. It's like right, like you got these troops versus these troops. It's like where one person feels like they have a, like our imaginations make it feel like one army's bigger than the other, just based off of like the the intangibles and the and the vision that we have of other players. But as I like, smack the blinds here, but I guess where I'm going with the, it, to me, I just think to myself. Like what happens if Tampa scores and then and then the Chiefs turn the ball over and then, and then the Bucks go on like another ten minute drive? Right? Like what happens if Kansas City scores their first two drives and the Bucks aren't doing anything? But then the Chiefs relax and also the Bucks come back, much like the Bucks probably get. Like there's so many possibilities. So basically, as I kind of basically throw out what I'm looking at, I, I think this could be a couple of ways. I think it's going to be close, and I just look at it like. Are the Chiefs going to get uh, like are, are, well? First of all, the Chiefs going to get turnovers. Are the Bucks going to get like who's going to get turnovers? Who's going to win the turnover battle? I think whoever wins that's going to win the game. I think like, from the what it take. Like, I think from the momentum side of things, you also need to understand like yeah, like I think you want to keep Mahomes off the field and, and rightfully so. But the Bucks don't play that kind of offense like slow it down and grind you out. No. Like, they're a big they're a big play team, so you got to get away from what you want to do to do that as well. So I think that necessarily like that could hurt them as well. So yeah, like. I think if he can get Fournette going and, like, carry the load a little bit, I think he will. But at the end of the day, like, Brady's going to be Brady, and he's going to have the ball in his hands. I mean, like, if you want to look, like, statistically, I think he averages right around, like, 40 pass attempts, at, like, in the Super Bowl plus. So, like, I, he, Brady's going to be Brady. Brady's going to be slinging the rock. But I think on your point, I agree with you. I think that's the best chance you have of keeping Mahomes off the field. But I, they said the same thing about Rodgers, and, and Rodgers had plenty of – opportunities and chances and they stuck to their game and rightfully so they got a win sorry for you but they stuck with their gut and, and they played their game and, and Rodgers had his chances but I think they're kind of like hey like we'll rely on our defense and and I and they're they have a solid defense for sure but uh, the Packer you, you you know I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers guy like you know I love Aaron Rodgers and I respect I the hell that. out of Aaron Rodgers but like that what what he has and what Mahomes has is, is two very different things and they're, dude, 
There are two different spots in the crew. Different, right. different, like, yeah, there's so many things. Like, because basically we went to this point at the beginning of the show where it's like right. you can't just say like with the Brady Belichick thing, like oh, it's one or the other, right? Like, right. How there's so much with like everybody else around you, which is it's funny because every time I feel like I, I speak too much about Rogers, like well, in the world of the public, saying like oh, like you're biased. I'm like I'm not biased. I'm basically saying our team sucks. Like yeah. the rest of the team sucks. Like yeah. which is what I'm about. Like I'm not about Aaron Rodgers. Like, if he leaves, I'm right. not like oh, Aaron Rodgers wants to, but let's go. Like we want yeah. one for the Broncos. Like I don't care what with the Packers. But like, right. like so. Like, it's about that at the end of the day, and I'm just like, God help me. He's really doing so much for this franchise, and it's just, it's, ah! yeah. but, all right, I need to let it go. Well, let's just, <laughs> take a deep breath. always enjoy. next Super year. Super Sunday, please. vibes are here, right? Yes, sir. Oh, vibes are out. So, what do you guys do real quick? Obviously, Joe, I'm going to open the door and see you in about three seconds, so that, that's our plan, but Max, what do you have? I'll probably crack another cold one, and hopefully see the Flyers finish this off, and eat some food and relax and enjoy my Super Bowl Sunday and try not to think about work tomorrow, I'd say. That's, <laughs> that's, that. that's the, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the mood. Here I really just now. got an email through my ears. I swear. I swear. Oh man. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's wrap it up. We'll wrap it up here. But we'll thank everyone for chatting in and listening. We loved all the takes. This is awesome. So, we're back on the air at a normal time, seven o'clock Eastern time, uh, with Mike Larosa of New Trail Brewery. And we'll break down the Super Bowl as well and all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, we'll see everyone uh, in the living room. I guess back here tomorrow at seven o'clock. Cheers, everyone. Yes,